Happy Wednesday, everybody. Thank you so much for downloading or streaming the Be Our Guest podcast. I always say this, but I really mean it. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to our show. It really means a lot. And hope you always get some enjoyment out of spending some time as we talk Disney with you. Scotty G joins me today and we answer your listener questions. And we get some great questions, including what weather apps we use to get the most up-to-date weather forecast while we're down at Walt Disney World, which is really important here as we uh, start to get into hurricane season down in central Florida. We also talk about announcements we'd like to see happen at the next D23 for the Walt Disney World theme parks. We have some ideas and we have a lengthy discussion about the Tomorrowland Speedway, whether we'd like to see that stay or go in Tomorrowland. We also talk about beating the heat in Florida here in the fall because it is still hot and tips for Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. This and much more coming your way on today's show. As always, our podcast is brought to you by The Magic for Less Travel. The agents are standing by right now to help you plan an amazing Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, or Adventures by Disney trip for no additional cost to you. And you're always going to get great goodies like Disney gift cards, onboard credits with your next Disney cruise, Check them out today over at themagicforless.com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link when you shop online. Clicking through that link supports everything we do throughout the year. It's beourguestpodcast.com slash Amazon. And thank you so very much to our patrons. You guys make all these shows possible. Couldn't do it without you. You can support the show starting at just $5 a month for all these podcasts. And you get a bonus show every week called Mike in the Midwest. If you'd like to support us, we'd sure love to have you. Coming over, patreon.com slash Be Our Guest Podcast. Ready to take a trip to the world? You found the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. This is where your memories come front and center on our podcast stage. Welcome to episode 2341 of the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Rallman from BeOurGuestPodcast.com and one of the senior agents over at the Magic for Less Travel. Happy Wednesday to you. Hope you're having a great week. And if you know, you know it is week zero. And some people's ears just perked up and got all excited. And if you know, you know. And if you don't, you're like, week zero. What's that mean? Well, if you don't, you don't. So we're going to talk Disney. We're going to have a great time. Week zero is a beautiful thing for those of us that do know. But we all know Disney. So thanks for being here. And we're going to have a great time over the next 40 minutes or so talking Disney. And I have my brother from another mother here because Pam Forrester out on the West Coast doing an Adventures by Disney in Southern California. Drying out her shoes at this point, probably a little bit. And Ricky... Doing a little research on the Disney Wish. So we have Scotty G. What's up, Scott? Hey, Mike. Happy to be here. You know, week zero is going to be kind of disappointing this year. I was actually looking at the calendar today because I brought it up on the Sunday live show. And like you and Way kind of acted like, I mean, that's going to be a future episode if you're listening on the feed here. But you guys didn't like seem like interested in week zero when I said it. I was like, maybe I got my dates wrong. But it is this week. And I think like Notre Dame and like. Navy are playing. I think that's yep. like the big game. Really. Game. Outside of that, there's really not much going on. But still, it's college football, and it's just it's here. It's almost here, and I'm so excited about it. But um, yeah, I'm with you. I was gonna say though, very jealous of our uh, co-host. You know, like on the Disney Wish out in Southern California. But I gotta admit, life is good for us, Mike. Sometimes you know we just gotta take one for the team. We gotta be here to record, right? So 
happy to take some listener questions in today. And I'm excited because, you know, just a little bit over two weeks, we're going to all four be together down in Central Florida. Give Kids the World and Jocelyn, who's putting this all together for us. She's doing a lot of the the behind the scenes uh, paperwork for us. She wanted me to make sure to remind everybody this is the last call for volunteers because we have to get our final numbers in with Give Kids the World. So if you want to volunteer with us on that Friday, September 8th, it's a, I think it's 7.30 to 10.30 in the morning. Please, please, right now, as you're listening to today's show, go over to the Magic for Less's Facebook page. Just search for the Magic for Less on the Facebook page. There's a link right there, pinned post. Just get, There's a Google Doc. Just sign up right there, right away. Jocelyn, I believe she's still in California, but she may be back at this point. She can see it from there. Either way, she's going to tally those numbers, get you all the information right away. But if you want to volunteer, we'll get that going. We still have room, but we have a crew. We're going to volunteer together. We're going to have a great time. But more importantly, we're going to impact folks in a very real and concrete way by volunteer hours. And then on Saturday, we're going to get together and have a six-hour live show so you can tune in wherever you are in the world here on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Or you can come live and join us right there at the Village, but we'll be giving away a trip to Walt Disney World, raffling that off, and have lots of auction items, and we're having a good time, special guests on the show. So carve that out September 9th, noon to 6 Eastern. So Scott, I know we're super excited for that over just over two weeks. You know what that feels like to me, like speaking of week zero, I feel like we're going to be at like ESPN game day, like doing that six oh, hour dude, live that's show. Exactly. You know, like, I will be decked out in the zoo yeah. stuff because it is but game day for us. Yeah. But if people actually come on site, you know, like with their signs, like yes. I'm, I'm oh. encouraging any locals to 100%. come out with your signs and say like BOGP or like go Scotty G or whatever. Like that would just get me so hyped for that podcast. Like, cause that just feels like we're on set for like game day is what it really feels like. Oh my God. I didn't even think about the parallels. There's four of us. I mean, can I, can I be Corso? Yeah, like I feel like at some point we're gonna have to give some predictions. For <laughs> we, some do, we do, we do, we do. We need like a, we need oh, a maybe head. the headgear. Maybe you could put yes. on like the headgear for like the because the real mascot or something. Yeah, what's it? What, yeah. What's that? What's that rabbit's name or what, his name's? Um, they have a mascot. The, I know. I can't think uh, of the, the the name escapes me at the moment. Oh, or someone in the chat can fill us in. But yes, yeah, like, somebody that would somebody, just be yeah, hilarious. Uh, his name, it's dude. It's on the tip of my tongue. It's um. I don't think it starts with W, like Wally or something. I don't know. Oh, dude, it's uh. Yeah, it, it, is it a rabbit? It's a uh, mayor. It's Clayton. 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 Yeah, Mayor Clayton. Yeah. So I mean, it, I don't know if that would uh, that would cause horror for for the families if we well, had maybe the Clayton could come out and that <laughs> maybe, would be maybe like, the whole yeah maybe yeah. Clayton could come out for yeah totally I want to be and when it's all said and done that's the the one team we're all rooting for is Mayor Clayton's team yeah raising money for good oh, kids dude, you are doing so amazing things it. over there and Corso is from Orlando so you know I'm sure he'll be doing a game day but it'd be cool <laughs> if we get him to come by come on now Corso let's do it coach okay anyway we got to answer some listener questions our first First question of the day comes from E. Oh, no, uh, Catherine. Sorry, I can't read here. That's why we're here. Uh, she says, what weather app do you guys use that you found is best for Florida weather? Also, what is technically the zip code you use to input for Walt Disney World? Coming up on my trip to the Riviera in 19 days. Thanks to you, Mike. We're getting excited. Well, it's not thanks to me, but thanks for supporting us here at the Magic for Less Travel. That lets us do the podcast, and I appreciate that so very much. So, let me pull out my handy dandy iPhone because I have an entire folder of weather apps because I'm a nerd and I will be honest. So my number one weather app that I used to use was called Dark Sky. It was awesome because it was hyper local with alerts. It would tell you in your exact location, it's going to rain in 12 minutes and it would go to your watch. 
it would tell you all this stuff. Dark Sky was purchased by Apple about two years ago. They shut it down about a year ago, and they've integrated it now into the stock weather app for Apple. For It's just called Weather. It's the Apple Weather app. So now I use that. Um, but I do have other um, apps on my phone. Living Earth is kind of a fun one to use. It shows it's very graphical. If you want to see graphics, I use that one. But another one, now here's one that's for the real, like if you want to see radars, I like to, I like to play amateur meteorologist on our, on our vacations. And so I will look at the, I, Orlando, I don't think has a national weather service radar. I think the closest one's in Melbourne, which is over on the, the space coast, but it will show you the, the radar over Orlando. So you, you search that radar and what happens is. I like to, it, it, so the, the app that I use is called Radar Scope, and I think it's $20, so it's an expensive app, but I use it all the time, and I also live in Tornado Alley, so I use it at home a lot too, but it's the weather app that all of our weather people use on TV back home. I mean, it's, the, it's like the end-all, be-all radar app, and it gives you all the options to see the exact radar, all the different kinds. And you could, and so when we're in, you know, Florida, I'm like, oh, dude, this is coming over to the Magic Kingdom. It's going to miss Epcot. It's going to hit us in Fantasyland in 7.5 minutes. I try to amaze my friends with my weather predicting uh, prowess. So, Radar Scope is a great radar app. And just the stock, uh, since they've integrated Dark Sky, that's what I use. But, Scott, what about you? What about weather apps for uh, Catherine? So, it's funny. I'm the same way. Um, I like dark sky. So I actually use the default iPhone weather app now, but I also I still have AccuWeather on my phone. And uh, that's one I used to use a lot. Um, I like getting like the real feels on there, which you can get that, that on the Apple one too. But like, I always found that, you know, with hence the name AccuWeather, I always thought that was very accurate <laughs> weather. If you're just looking for simple, like temperatures, dew points, humidity, things like that, like it's going to be really good for like those simple things. And it doesn't go really heavy into like the radar, I think there's add-ons for that, but the free version is pretty good for your basic weather needs. So I like that one too, if you if you don't have an Apple device. All right, and Jody out in uh, Cincinnati oh. says, uh, let's see, uh, the cast member probably told us they use Weatherbug, and I also have Weatherbug on my phone, so I do use that one occasionally. And she says she also used Dark Sky, and so sad it's gone. Yeah, Dark Sky was super popular, um, but yeah. again, Apple just kind of bought it and integrated it into their own. So she also had a question about the like the zip code. I'm guessing that's for like shipping things to like your resort because she, she mentioned uh, being at the Riviera. So I actually old, I just logged into my Amazon account to look at some old past orders to see how I do my shipping because I get a lot of things shipped to the resort. So basically, I just put my name and then I put CO like care of whatever the resort is, um, and then I just kind of look up that resort and I'm, that what the resort addresses and whatever you can find on Google, you know, or you can find it on Disney's website. Uh, I think the zip code is 32830 is what I've used in some of my past orders. So that's the zip I would use. Or unless you would, would make sure you put the resort address in there. Like, 100%. So put your name, care of Riviera Resort, the address, and then you'll be good. I even put like, I put uh, care of Mike Rallman, guest at the Riviera, and I put the dates I'm there. So I put oh, guest of Riviera from, you know, August 20th to 26th. And that way they know like I'm, that way they could actually see that I'm there. And then. I get the exact address. I just Google it. But maybe she was looking for the zip code for the app to type in. But I just actually, when I get there, I just hit the, you know, the the button that says, like, I'm here. You know what I'm saying? Like the location. And then for the apps, yeah, I just put Lake Buena Vista as like the city. Yeah, yep. that's why I do when um, I'm at home. Yeah, yep. totally. 
Uh, let's see here. Do, 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 do. Let's see. Julie's over in Scotland. She has a question uh, from Scotland. Destination D23 is coming up. What would your wish list for announcements for the parks be? If you could have one thing, Scott, what would you pick for the parks? Man, wish list. Um, man, putting me on the spot here. but know, uh, it's a tough one. You know one of my favorite parks is Animal Kingdom. And I think there could be... It's been a while, right? Since we've had some low... I feel like the parks are going these like rotations, right? Like Tron just happened. Epcot's been going through some stuff. The studio's got all, like the Star Wars and Slinky Dog. It's been a while since Animal Kingdom has. I think Pandora really might be the big last thing that's happened there, which is an amazing land. I love the details and everything about that land. But how about some Dino Land USA love? We lost Primeval World. Like, I think, I mean, there's always been these rumors, right? Like Indiana Jones maybe coming to that area. And not that I'm all about like, hey, let's pile on the IP. But I think that's kind of the route Disney's been going, you know, the last 10 to 15 years. But just doing something to that area, because as much as Primeval World was kind of weird and like, kind of made you sick sometimes like it was another thing to do in that park which was kind of nice um it always had a pretty good solid line so something in that dino land u.s area i don't know what but i would love them to do something over there that would be a hotel especially a moderate hotel like throw in one more moderate coronado springs very popular uh you know caribbean beach has a skyliner it's popular because of that port Orleans. And I know right now it's a little soft because you can get rooms at Riverside and French Quarter pretty easily. But I think this is one where you go with like, you know, if they did like a moderate hotel theme to say Haunted Mansion, something like that, it'd be a home run. People would be crazy for the Haunted Mansion. You could have, I mean, I don't know how many people want to stay like in graveyard rooms or, you know, the attic section of the of the resort, you know, or what have you. But I just think more inventory for that moderate level. And I think they always go deluxe lately. And especially they lean into DVC, which I understand the financial reasons to lean into DVC. But over the past maybe 18 months, Disney has tended to look towards the more. And you look at their commercials. Pam Forster and I had, I don't know if you've, you've been listening to older shows. But Pam and I have been talking about how if you watch the commercials over the past, say, two months, it seemed like the commercials over the past like three or four years, they always focused on the Grand Floridian, the Polynesian, like they had that commercial you always saw with like the stormtroopers and the Grand Floridian and the mermaids at the Grand Floridian pool. Well, lately, the, the commercial I've been seeing is it Art of Animation, you know, like this, these families going to Art of Animation and these value resorts and maybe the focus because of how the economy is and just how things are right now that they need to make things more affordable and more attainable for the regular person. And so maybe instead of always going DVC and, you know, uh, way up there, maybe they, you know, it's time to build a moderate, you know, maybe don't go all the way down to a value. Cause I would kind of, I don't know. I, I think that'd be a thing too, but you know, maybe meet in the middle with a moderate hotel, but yeah. lean into your IP. I love that. I've said that for years. I know you have too, like the, just they're so heavy on deluxe resorts and DVC and like, pretty good amount of values like the moderates just i think that's where a lot of the people want to be right they don't they want to splurge a little bit for a vacation but they don't want to splurge that much right where it like really breaks the bank and like you know you won't be able to do much when you go down there because you're putting so much into a hotel room so that moderate category has always been the sweet spot for me and it's just like yeah like i love coronado and caribbean beach and the orleans but like i keep rotating i do them all the time like i want something fresh you know so i like what you're hitting there at first, I thought you were going to say Skyliner. I thought that's where you're kind of going because you were t you mentioned the Skyliner because like I know for years you've been saying like another Skyliner line would be great, but who knows? 
that could be an interesting thing to announce too. I think that would be, I mean, that'd be a no brainer, especially if they connected it to Disney Springs, right? If they, you now that would bring a whole nother thing with the parking and people trying to get around, you know, with, Oh yeah, that, trying to get but, the Hollywood Studios by parking at Disney Springs or something. Yeah, but, or, but just think of how many people though the the revenue that could bring in because you could easily hop over to the Springs and all of a sudden you're you're getting dinner there and you're 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 making because when you're there and buying dinner, well let's just go into World of Disney or you know or let's just grab an ice cream at Salt and Straw or let's see a movie at AMC. I just think you know for the re. If you added the Skyliner access, you know you put like a mini hub over there or something to to do that and if you added the if you added disney springs think about it like say like a disney springs to coronado you could also somehow connect old key west for, uh, french quarter uh riverside you know so i worry about those a little bit because i'll tell you why this is just me being weird here but like it's the golf like i could I, could you just imagine someone hitting the golf shot and potentially hitting the gondola like going by on their way to it's, disney a, it's a hazard though it's like a tree you know what i'm saying i mean it's just a part of the core it'd be i mean it'd be a unique hazard could You're you right imagine being on the, on the skyliner bucket and then bam you get blasted by golf would you ball. not aim for a bucket like uh, I, in a driving range i always aim for the cart because <laughs> I'm, I'm a hoosier like that you know yeah I don't know. Yeah, I I don't know. That's true. That is true because it would have to cut through. That the was course. one. That's one thing I've always thought. Like if it goes over like a golf course, which is you know there's LBV is right by Disney Springs there. Like does that interfere with, with the golf? Like I don't know. What if? Could the Skyliner go? I mean, just right down. I mean, because it's you know it's, they they drive like pot. You know the the the, yeah. the post right. So what what if they put those just right on the river? They could you know, I mean, not they down the middle could. of the river, but like right on the right on one of the banks. Right. You know? Yeah. I mean, they could. It just depends on how they like lay it <laughs> no, out. Right? Really thinking. Yeah. And what's what's a good parallel, like a good straight line to another like station or whatever. Like yeah. I don't know. We have to like get a Google map. Yeah. That no, could be a podcast episode. Yeah. Right totally. There. Yeah, is, I like this though. Goes. I like this. All right. Uh, Wade's worried about you up in Nebraska. Says Scott in his sweatshirt's killing me. 101 right here in Nebraska. How about some tips to stay cool when it's hot and really humid at Walt Disney World? Pam Forster has the best tip. You got to have a sit down meal at some point in the day to get in the AC, but more importantly, get off your feet because your body has to recover not only just with the AC, but also just get off your feet and just let yourself have 90 minutes of. Just and, and also pool time. Obviously, pool, pool time. Sure. Pool time's great, but it you know, fifteen minutes dip it in pop centuries hippy dippy pool ain't gonna cut it on a on a hundred degree day. Like you got to get AC, and you, if you're gonna do pool time, extended pool time where you really cool off and then a cold shower after. I, what about what do you think? Yeah, I like I like popping into gift shops. Um, that's kind of like my thing. So like when you're walking around, like like. Yeah, you could go up Main Street, but I like to go into the Emporium. One thing I like to shop and look around to what kind of new merchandise there is. But like that, even just getting like 90 seconds of a quick blast of AC, then coming back outside, like helps a lot. Right. Um, so I like those quick hops and Pam. I thought you were going to go this with Pam Forster. She loves like those fans that you put around your neck. Um, I tried one. I think Jody had one when we were down there this last summer and I just tried it like, hey, I got to like test this out really quick. And to my surprise, I'm like, it works pretty good. Like nice. it felt good. Like, but I just don't know, like, you know how me, I like to present myself, you know, I just don't know if I could walk around a theme park wearing like a fan around my neck all day, but, but a lot of people do. And it looks really, I mean, it was comfortable when I tested it. Jody says she, she is. Jody's the in the chat. She's talking about the neck fan. Like the power that the thing had really impressed me. I gotta be honest. 
The cooling towels, like that they, you know, they give out at the end of run right. Disney races. Those things tend to do a great job too. Yeah, Elizabeth used yeah. one um, a couple summers ago. Like it's just funny. Like you see her in our photos, and then you see like the, right. the cooling towel. It's just kind of funny to see. <laughs> but hey, it's a memory. Like hey, it was so hot that day. We had to like break down and do the cooling towels. You know. I know. I mean, it's just one of those things like, you know, do, do you got to look good or do you die? You know, the heat. So you got to make a the, choice. The neck fan under like my collar shirt. So like my, and then pop the collar so you can't see the neck fan. It was a little like yeah. Brian Bosworth from like, you know, the nineties or something. <laughs> yeah. Back to the question about D23. We had some great feedback here. Julie, who had the question, she says super long shot, but she'd like to see the Tomorrowland Speedway replaced with a new rider experience. My favorite land, but least favorite attraction. See, I you know what's crazy about that. I don't you know. Might, I, I think we, about to say what I was about to say. Well, no, would you want that to go away? Because I, I, I kind of, it's a huge area, right? You could put something really big there, but I feel like it's almost, you got to have it. Cause I mean, like, it's almost like a little kid's rite of passage to ride the cars. It's like the Autopia out of Disneyland. So that's, what's, that's what I was about to say. Like, I love Autopia at Disneyland and I'm trying to think what's the difference. I think. The cars are a little bit different, and I think there's more shade. Like maybe they can put some more it's trees hot. in there. It's, <laughs> it's so, so hot. hot. That is so dude. It kills you. Yeah. It's so hot. But there's a good amount of shade, I think, in Autopia. It is um, at Disneyland. I think that's where the different. And it's got like these like nice levels. It's layered. Like I don't know because I love Autopia. So like in a way, I don't want that to go away at the Magic Kingdom. But I guess I could always go to Disneyland if I want to yeah. do it. Do the let, better version. Let me give you a hot take about Autopia at Disneyland. So when I did this for the first time last summer with you guys, when we were out there. I loved it because it felt very historic, but it felt very like janky compared to how now I'm not saying it in a bad way, but it felt like, dude, this, where are we going? This is old. Like, because you know what I'm saying? Like Tomorrowland Speedway just feel not nah, give me, don't get me wrong. It's hot. I mean, it, it, it felt like you're on like the Indy 500 track, you know, and it's nice and pavement and all, but dude, it's smoking. It I almost died on that thing one summer night, like 10 years ago. It yeah. was so hot, but like the Autopia out of Disneyland, I just felt like, wow, this is not, this is, this is old. Like it didn't seem like, I just felt like it, it looks like it's, and it old. felt comfortable. And like, there's like, <laughs> I think there's like more to see. Like, I don't there know is. if it's like that robot more entertaining in some yeah. way. Like, and I know Tomorrowland Speedway will do like the, like the Christmas, like like overlay, you know? And so they try to do things to it. Like, cause that's kind of cool when it's like Christmas lights, but I don't know. I mean, it is a pretty big footprint, but it's not really that big of a foot footprint either. Like, I don't know. I don't know what you could do there. I, 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 now, now I'm thinking about it. Maybe on the next podcast, I'm going to come up with my, my idea replacement. But I think it kind of works for now. I mean, it's always a busy line. That's the thing. People love it. There's people always waiting in line for it and dying in the, of the heat. Yeah. it's it, You know, I, I think that it's not where I am right now, right? But is it like, I, I just know that, you know, when I was like 12, it was the jam to drive a car, you know? And it, I think every kid, maybe not every kid. And I think that this demographic has changed a lot from my generation to today's generation, because like Mallory's dying to get a, get a license. Like she is dying to, but like even some of Paige's friends, you know, Paige is 26. There were some of her friends that didn't get their license till like they were 18 and they could have gotten it when they were 16. So it did change from my generation to then you know, like, but everybody, when I was 16, got it on their 16th birthday, like getting the car and driving was such a part of the culture that 
you know, like when we were kids, you wanted to drive anything like where, at least where we were from. Like you wanted to drive a riding lawnmower, a go-kart, anything that had a motor, like you just want to get on it and go. Nowadays, you know, there's people that are 30. They don't have licenses. They don't care. You know, like they're cool with just never driving. It, I, yeah. I just think that when these these like Autopias and the Tomorrowland Speedways were built, people wanted to drive. Maybe not. Right. Maybe like it's a I know because now there's like video games where you can drive yeah. and stuff. Like, I don't know. I yeah, don't know. It's, it's tough. But I got a funny quick Tomorrowland Speedway story, though, is at a Halloween party. And Emily must have been like six or seven. I don't know, like having fun, right? Like we're out there driving. She's driving me. She's loving this. Like, oh, I'm driving my dad. And like we're getting near the end and someone didn't let go of the gas soon enough. So we got bumped on the back. Yep. And she kind of like moved forward and kind of hit her face like on the steering wheel. And then boom, a tooth popped out. So she lost a tooth no on, on the ride. Oh like I got to I'll have to send you the photo. Her face is like kind of all bloody like from the, from the tooth. <laughs> And then I learned that the Tooth Fairy does visit Walt Disney World. It was pretty awesome. The next morning, the Tooth Fairy came. Could you believe it? You're giving hope to all the kids who might be down there who have uh, snaggle teeth. Yeah. I mean, it's got to happen, right? I mean, we can't be the only one that's losing teeth. Like, think of how many kids are down there, right? At that right age, you know. And, and I will say, we'll move on to the next question. But like Catherine says, she says, my two-year-old loved the Tomorrowland Speedway. She got mad when I kept trying to take over the wheel and avoid hitting the rails. I will tell you, some of the most fun times I had was when Paige was little and Mallory both. Like, because, I mean, we first time I went to Walt Disney World, Paige was four. Um, and it was when, you know, I was the dad, you know, and, and the little girls are driving. And, you know, of course, dad just hammers down on the gas pedal and the girls steer. And you're just cracking up, you know. And, of course, in the time of iPhones, you're taking selfies the whole time while you're driving. And. Like you're just dying because you're just bouncing off that rail and you're just jacking up your back. But we are cracking up the entire time. So is as uncomfortable as that ride is. I mean, you just said like Emily lost a tooth. I mean, it's not a comfortable ride, but there's like we still talk about that ride. There's a lot of uncomfortableness about that attraction. But do I want it to go? Probably not. I'd be sad. Yeah, but it's my friend job. David Georgia is listening. He's like screaming at us because that is like his ultimate thing that you got to get rid of. And I'm sure a lot of people are in that camp too. That's it's so hard to please everyone, and I'm just neutral on it. But yeah, that's a great great conversation that uh, that Julie brought up. I agree, and it's, so I love having the show that we can just talk about stuff on Wednesdays. And hopefully, you know, if you're taking a walk for 15 minutes right now. You thought about maybe a memory you had with your kid or when you were little, maybe out in Disneyland in the 70s, cruising around the Autopia thinking, I'm going to vet. I'm, I'm cruising. You know, it's pretty sweet. Exactly. Right. Laura's got a great question because she's getting ready to sail the Disney fantasy. Going to have a great Halloween cruise here shortly. What's the first thing you do when you get on any Disney cruise line ship, Scotty G? I eat. The same. <laughs> I don't need the terrible person to ask. Both of us, do you were like, okay, welcome, uh, Gardner family, Rawman yeah. family. Where's the so there's a couple things. Like, <laughs> so because of like being gold castaway too, so I'm able to get a lot of excursions I want. Like usually, I mean, sometimes you still miss out, you know, but like I can get my Palo brunch, things like that usually. But if I don't get those things, then that's where I'm kind of going first is trying to go to guest services or maybe going up to the restaurant, try to find out where you can do like more dining reservations. I'm going to try to take care of those things first before other people get on the ship and try to, because you know, sometimes they say I have some like availability so that they left open for, you know, guests that are just boarding. So if I didn't get the excursions I want, that's what I'm trying to do when I first board the ship. But if not, I'm eating, man, I'm on vacation. Let's start the vacation off by having some food. I'm the same way. I always, 
It's, here's here's one of the things that I don't get. People that rope drop like their rooms, like waiting in the because your room's usually not ready till like two o'clock, two thirty, and so they'll block off the hallways there, and people are waiting for that. I I don't understand that. I'm gonna be in my room a lot. I don't understand why people wait. <laughs> no, I mean I want to see my room, but you know, again, I've done a lot of cruises, so I know what the room's gonna look like. Yeah. You know, I, they all look the same. Yeah. But I do, I go, I go, I, you know, I do my thing in the lobby for like five minutes, take a picture, blah, blah, blah. You know, after they announce you onto the ship, boom, right up to top siders or, you know, uh, uh, cabana, yeah, cabanas, whatever it is. I go to the buffet. What was it called on the wish? It was Marceline Market. Marceline Market. I can't, how quickly you forget. Another good thing too, though, like is, I mean, I see a lot of people doing this and I'm kind of jealous of them, you know, cause I never think to do this is the. Try to get on the aqueduct or something, you know, like, like that's a good time to do it while, like, especially if you're one of the first ones on the ship too. If you already got your suit on and you're bored, like you're already in cruise mode and ready to go, like hop up to deck 12 and go do the aqueduct. That is always my goal. And I have done that before, especially You've so, done that so, before, like a sailway. Like I've never done that. Yes. Oh, okay. I, I've done that on non podcast cruises. So there's, I have two different schools of thought, right? On podcast cruises, you're with like so many people. And so you're meeting and greeting and especially you know, we, we go up and we have our buffet lunch, but we like on this past cruise, we met a lot of listeners. We all kind of got together. Everybody was excited. We we're getting to meet everybody. We're in Marsley market. I'll be honest. was a hard place to kind of meet people because it's narrow. It's it was so narrow, narrow and so spread. It was hard to find a spot where everybody could kind of sit close together. And just like you had to kind of really spread out around kind of like a horseshoe shape. And so it didn't really lend itself as much as like the dream and the fantasy where you could get almost like a room, you know, together with a bunch of tables to sit down and kind of all kind of, you know, get a powwow going as you sat down. But anyway, we kind of sat down and started because, you know, this was like the last gasp of Wi-Fi, right? So we looked at the schedule on the on the navigator. Okay, what do they have planned for us over the next four days? And so you, me, and Pam said, okay, here's what we want to do as a group. And we posted it to the Facebook page. We said, okay, well, this looks fun. This looks fun. This looks fun. Okay, we put it out on the Facebook page where we had Wi-Fi and kind of finalized the schedule real quick over lunch. Then we kind of moved into the sail away, the party up top deck and stuff like that. So that's kind of what we did. Now, when I'm by myself, I do exactly what you just said. I On my carry-on, trunks. I have them in my in my bag. We eat lunch, and then we go straight to the aqueduct and, and get in a ride before sail away and do that and swim. And it's it's a great time. And then, you know, then the room's ready after you get your aqueduct ride. It's 2.30, 3 o'clock. Go to the room, take pictures, change into your sail away clothes, sail away, early dinner. Boom, the cruise is going. That's usually how it goes. It's a great strategy. I love so, it. Oh, God, I can't wait till July. I wish I was cruise. on a ship now. Oh, <laughs> I want to be on, yeah. I want to be sailing. Not that we're jealous of Ricky right now, but she's sailing away right now as we're speaking. Okay. So, Francois. Norbert, again, uh, I don't know if it's Francis or Francois, but I always go Francois here on the show to make him sound fancy. Um, this came in the inbox, but he's here joining us live on uh, on Facebook. So this was a great one, and I was so excited to get this one because this is so tough because it goes back to one of our shows we did yeah. about a month ago, Start Venture Trade. And this one, I, I got this one in the inbox, I think about 24 hours ago, and I'm still debating it and we got to take it right now because it's here so start bench or trade question for you guys the pb and j shake from 50s primetime old-fashioned from enchanted rose 
or margaritas as you're finishing a run Disney race? <laughs> so you got to start one, bench one, and trade one. Wow. Scott, I'll, I, I will let you. You just won the flip, so you can either defer to the second half or take the ball. What do you want to do? You can go first or second. I'll go first. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start. Um, I, I know who my starter is. Man, this is really tough. Actually, it's really down the two for me. Um, but I am starting my uh, margarita as I finish a run Disney race. That doesn't. There's nothing more traditional for that than me. I've never not finished a marathon at Walt Disney World. Well, that's where all my marathons are. But I've never finished a marathon. <laughs> Actually, I did one at home. Remember when I did like the mile every hour? Oh, dude! I COVID, forgot about that. COVID? Was the, you were drunk. That was so <laughs> crazy. Was that during COVID? Yeah, it was like April of 2020. That was, I, that. I just a, remember. A, a coworker that, of mine couldn't. That was crazy. His marathon got canceled, so he wanted to do something unique for charity. I told him, hey, I'll chip in. I'll even do it with you if you want, you know. That was So I did like nuts. a 3.1, and then every hour after that, I did one mile until I got 26.2, or 3.2 to start. Anyway, um, I did finish that with a margarita as well. Elizabeth made a margarita, so when I hit that final that was finish crazy. line, you know, she had a margarita for me. So anyway. It doesn't get any more traditional than that for me, so I had to. I have to start the margarita while finishing the, the marathon. And then, uh, do you want me to go with yeah, my? Go, no, I'm, I'm just. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to trade the PB and J shake. I don't care much for that. I mean, I like it, but I don't. I'm not as in love with it as you are, Mike. So I will be trading the PB and J, and I will sadly have to bench my old fashioned at uh, Enchanted Rose. Yeah, see that. So I'm the same way, though. There's, I mean, because you, there's nothing you earn harder than that margarita at the finish line for the marathon. I mean, you've just given five, six, seven hours of your life and six months of training, and dang, that thing tastes good. I mean, that is the sweet taste of victory. So I'm taking the, I'm starting the margarita at the finish line of the marathon. I am going to bench. So I guess that's my middle ground there. Uh, the PB&J shake from 50s, because I love that sucker, and I want to keep it handy. Uh, it can be there just in case. And I guess I have to trade the old-fashioned. I like the old-fashioned a lot, but it's kind of the newcomer in high value. But uh, sorry, buddy. Uh, see what we can get for you over at Chanted <laughs> Rose. So that's what I mean, pretty valuable. You might get some good prospects there. I'm, I'm just saying. saying. It's like the Cardinals. We'll see you might happens. get a uh, ABC commissary buffalo sandwich for that. You never know. Dude, that'd be oh actually that's he, the email had a bunch of options and that was another yeah. one so we'll have to we'll maybe we'll dive into that one uh friday we might tackle some more listener questions because uh we have that and jody says never had a margarita at a finish line at a run disney race and either his ian so you guys need to uh you need to uh solve that issue here in about four months you have uh that, that's your challenge and shout out to sean who is currently right now at homecoming as uh listening to the show had the famous chicken and mac and cheese. He says, OMG, how good is that chicken? So good. It's good. It says, glad I listened to you and swapped out the mashed potatoes for the mac and cheese. Scott, you probably but That's the comment that. I want to hear because the mac and cheese is where it's at. <laughs> yeah, that's better than the chicken to me. I could just go up in there and get an old fashioned and a mac and cheese. <laughs> and then now that he's loaded up on carbs and homecoming chicken, he's headed to Epcot for Joy Fatone and Dude, that I believe Lance Bass. 
the, the time of recording is a Monday. That is uh, not a bad Monday. Like, that is not a Sean's bad Sean's having Monday. a good day. <laughs> that is not a bad Monday. Okay, I think we can get into the inbox for this next question. I mean, if we're 35 minutes in and just hitting the inbox. We apologize for that. But we have a great uh, audience here live tuned in. We appreciate you guys so much. Uh, it says, good morning, Mike. I discovered your podcast back in May as I was looking to satisfy my need for anything Disney as I counted down the days for my next trip in what is now just 10 days away. Even though I've only listened for a few months, I've consumed about two years worth of content in that time, and I can't get enough. I want to thank Pam, Ricky, and Scott, and especially you, Mike, for making a Disney an everyday part of my life instead of just four to five days when I get to visit the parks every year or two. How kind is that, Scott? I mean, somebody that takes the time to listen that much to our show, thank you. We appreciate that. And I John, really, yeah, that's really kind of them to say. That's this awesome. is John over in New Jersey, by the way, so we appreciate that. My question is, what time would you recommend getting to the Magic Kingdom for Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party? My fiancé and I will be attending the party for the very first time and hope to enter the park at 4 when we are allowed to enter. Will there be a line for attendees that gets long? Also, we are staying at Pop, and I was wondering if the bus is our only transportation option, or could we somehow catch a boat or monorail from another resort or Disney Springs? We have a leisure first half of the day, so looking for a fun way to get to the Magic Kingdom. Thanks again for all you do and being incredibly and uniquely you. Thanks. And says, P.S., would love to have a weekly Impressions Day Scott segment where Scott gives a hot uh, slash thought of the week, Disney-related or off-topic. So look at that. They want a, uh, what's this called? A Impressions de Scott. Dude, Impressions Day Scott is awesome. If anything, <laughs> if anything, that's going to be a, a Instagram hashtag where maybe I just give a random thought on that's Instagram. That's what they want. Your fans have spoken. Uh, that's John and Scott, right? man. I love that. Impressions I'm writing to Scott. it down. There you go. Impressions to Scott. I like it uh, with a D-E. Okay. Yeah. So let's tackle the question. First of all, John, very kind. Thank you. And we're glad to have you along. Please always be a part of the community. We're glad to have you here. Um. You're going to enjoy the first Halloween party. It's awesome. I can't wait to hear your impressions. Email us back when you get back because we want to hear what you think of the party. the impressions to to John on the... Yes, impressions to John. uh, Impressions to John Day and Jay. Um, But so the crowds have been very high getting into the party. So I'd say be... I would try to shoot to get there at like 345 just because if you want to be in it for... But that's my personality, right? I just hate to be late for anything. I'd try to be at the front of that group. So I'd try to be there at 345 if I want to get in there on time and just, you know, be there. I don't know, Scott, what would you say if they want to be in at four, get there early? Yeah. If, if your goal is to be in there at four o'clock, I would even say like 330, like because like it, it gets backed up, like it gets long lines. I think that's actually when most people show up is right at that time. So because everyone wants to take advantage of that time, right? Like the party starts at seven, but I can get in with my ticket at four. So a lot of people get there right at four, so I would even shoot for three thirty. I'm very confident that they're already going to have that section kind of like roped off because how they do that, they kind of split the Magic Kingdom entrance where one side is like day guests because day guests can still come in at that time, and the other side is the hard ticket. So they'll have that ready and stationed, ready to go, so you can just kind of queue up. Um, so, Mike, the other question that was about transportation, right? Like. Mm-hmm. Can you get there without doing a bus from pop? I think it was pop century. You said, yep. and like, that would be the only way from there, but I kind of like where he was going at, like maybe like doing some other stuff, doing some resort hopping maybe in that early part of the day. So I like the idea of going to 
maybe going to um, Disney Springs, maybe having some breakfast or maybe like some lunch over there. Like call it a brunch, will you? Uh, do some touring there and then take a bus over to maybe the Grand Floridian and hang out there, do a little re- resort viewing, do a little shopping, maybe get a, a little cocktail if that's something that you like and take the boat over. I just love boat transportation around the Magic Kingdom. Take a boat over to the Magic Kingdom, maybe like around three o'clock so you can get there by 3.30 so that you can enter for the party. That's what I was going to say. You know, I was thinking the same thing, you know, do Disney Springs in the morning, early afternoon, end up at the Polynesian, the contemporary, the, you know, Contempo Cafe has some new items on their menu. They have a oh. really good looking chicken sandwich that I, I, you I know, love we're not going to have sandwiches. Me too. And this thing looks smoking good. And, um, I don't think we're. Have time I hope that's around when we're there for Give Kiss the World. Because like now, I feel like that's going to be a, a meetup right there. I keep saying that, but we're there for like a blink, right? I'm in and out. I know, you know I know. When we're gonna? Have, I know, but maybe I saw right that. Be, oh no, because the show starts at noon when we record, right? So that's going to yeah, be hard to do before. Yeah. I know. I was like, dang, because that chicken. There was a chicken sandwich, man. I saw it like online, maybe if like, someone Whoa. wants to get one and drop one off I'm while we're. Saying, recording. I know because I think looked really good. But yeah, that's one of the things I would just leisurely spend the early afternoon around the monorail. And then you could just, or like I said, take a boat, you know, because the boats are great because you have leisurely cross Seven Seas Lagoon. Yeah, but shoot to be there at 3.30. And then you're ahead of the crowds. You don't have to sweat anything. You're in it for. I mean, you'll be sweating because it's Florida. You'll be hot. Oh, yeah, yeah, you will. But, and and also just, you know, not to plug anything, but tomorrow on the feed, we're going to have a caller because this was the replay of Sunday night's live call-in show. And I believe it was uh, Justin. It was from New Jersey. Justin. Uh, Justin from Cleveland. Everybody was from yep. Cleveland, by the way, on Sunday. Even Wade show. was from Cleveland. I know, on that Wade show. Was wild. Yeah, but Justin had, he was at the first Halloween party. Um, yeah, and he had a great recap for us. Yeah, so he'll give us, uh, he'll give you some feedback to, to make the most of your Halloween party experience because he was there. Because he was there early. Well, he was already in the park. So, yeah, it was, it was he had an interesting story. <laughs> he did have a good story sure. about all this. And Diane says they let us in 15 minutes early for the after hours event last week at Epcot. Can't hurt to be early. And that's kind of what that's actually kind of what uh, Justin also said. It Sometimes you get in early at some spots and sometimes you don't. So and Diane's also asking if uh, either of us are running wine and dine. I am not this year because of uh, football and Mallory's cheerleading. I'm going to stay home. This yeah, year. I won't be there. But I said that last year, too. And my friend Georgia texted me on a Friday, like, hey, are you here? And then I was there later that night. So you, you were. Know. I know. I was like, you're killing me because I didn't do it. And then you're like, I'm here. So, yeah, who knows? But, yeah, that's also the night of the Mizzou-Georgia game. So we'll see. All right, so that is going to do it for today's listener questions. Thank you for everybody who joined us here live on uh, the social media to make this an awesome, fun podcast for both of us. And thanks for dropping the email to the inbox. We have more in there, so we may tackle more of those on Friday. And uh, who knows? We're going to have a fun topic. So join us for that. And thank you for being a part of the podcast community. We got love having you guys here. And again, hopefully you can carve out some time with us for that weekend, September 8th and 9th, as we raise as much money as possible for the great folks down to give kids world. And if you want to join us to volunteer right alongside us, trade elbows, you know, as we uh, serve breakfast and, you know, uh, run attractions, whatever they ask us to do down at the village, we're going to do on that morning, September 8th, last chance to sign up. So go over to the magic for less Facebook page and get that in. We'd appreciate that very much. Don't forget, you can follow Scott on the social media at Epscott, E-P-S-C-O-T. I'm at BR Guest Mike. Would love to talk to you this week. The show is brought to you by the Magic for Less Travel. Just swing by themagicforless.com. We'd love to help you plan your next Disney vacation. It supports everything we do here on the show. 
And we're always going to get you the best deal possible. And it costs you nothing extra. And you get little goodies like Disney gift cards, uh, great onboard credits for Disney cruises. Love giving those away. Cost you the exact same as booking through Disney Cruise Line. So it's like free money. So again, check them out over at themagicforless.com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link when you shop online. That really does help us out as well. BeOurGuestPodcast.com slash Amazon. And thank you to our patrons. You guys make this all possible. And our patrons get that bonus show called Mike in the Midwest. Just $5 a month for all the shows we do. Very small uh, little kick. And it really does support everything we do. So, again, patreon.com slash podcast. And uh, Sunday night, 6 o'clock Central, 7 o'clock Eastern, we do the live call-in show. So join us there and be a part of the show. We have a great time. We, we talk about all kinds of stuff. You just... Give us a holler and you're on with us and we have a just fun time talking Disney. So carve out some time, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch this Sunday night, seven o'clock Eastern, six o'clock central. Give us a call and let's have a good time talking Disney. All right, we're going to jump out of here and we'll be back again on Friday. Maybe some listener questions, maybe a topic we haven't decided yet, but we're going to have a good time. Promise you that. So come and join us for that. So for Scott, I'm Mike wishing you a great Wednesday. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you real soon. You've been listening to the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. If you have questions, comments, or would like to be a guest on the show, please visit our website at BeOurGuestPodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you real soon.